Welcome to Inside Scoop, a podcast that brings you practical servings of Swami's sweetest teachings. On today's episode, we are speaking with the multi-talented sister Aishwarya, who is a biomedical engineer by training, working on innovative projects in the medical field. She's also served as an EHV teacher and the former National Deputy Youth Coordinator of Malaysia. Hi, Aish. Thanks for being here. Hi, Mira. Thanks for having me. It's great to have you. Um, so I'm just going to jump right into the topic by asking you what's um, been troubling me lately. And that is that Swami says we should run away from bad company. We all know that. And he also mm-hmm. says that we have no right to judge his children. So how do we reconcile these two? Don't we sort of have to judge to assess if our company is good or bad? Yeah, no, I, I totally see the conundrum, which is <laughs> often the way with Swami, right? So, um, yeah, I think typically when, when I read or listen to what Swami says, I like to take a step back and right. think about context for a yeah. bit. So everything Swami says is to guide us further in our mm. spiritual journey, right? Um, and so when I think of this, the first distinction here is that when we talk about good and bad company, mm. it's not really about passing judgment on someone else, but rather it's about understanding the impact of another person's company on you. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. And so, good company—the way Swami describes it—is that which brings you Godward or ahead in your spiritual practice. And bad company is that which takes you away from that. So, do we need to make an assessment? Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. Like in terms of how it's affecting you. But do we need to judge a person? Then I'd say no, not necessarily. We instead we we look inward at how right. we are behaving or reacting to something, and then we discriminate between company that's good for your spiritual journey and then company that's not so good for your spiritual journey very interesting Aish but um, forgive me but I still have a problem with distinguishing (laughs) from judging and discriminating because it seems to be a little bit of an overlap how do you draw the difference yeah no no I, I I can see that it's a uh, sometimes it's you know the terminology is never easy to decipher yeah, straight yeah. away um, in in spiritual practice the way I've heard it um, described and actually like this description is when you talk about judging judging is an emotional reaction to things mm. but discrimination is to see things as they are right nice right it's like a nice one sentence very very helpful simple yeah. distinction yeah and when swami um says uh, talks about discrimination he says that you have to use your buddhi or your intellect mm. and not your mind which is where all the desires sorrows likes etc um, come from right. so you could say that when you judge you're acting from the base of your mind and when you discriminate you're acting from your intellect And if we think about why that's important, um, Swami actually describes these levels. He says, sense organs are superior to the body and Mm. the mind is superior to the sense organs and the intellect to the mind. And beyond that, the Atma 
it's superior to the intellect. So for a typical person, you know, like me, who is not self-realized, <laughs> um, the the level of the intellect is the closest that you can get to your atma. And so by using your intellect, you can understand and experience the self or the atma. And really, for the atma, you don't need discrimination even because you just know what the mm. truth is. Right. But for the spiritual seeker who's still trying to get there, then you use discrimination. Mm. from your intellect to seek that truth and not judgment from your mind level. That's a very useful distinction, Aish. So to summarize, judgment is an emotional reaction from the level of the mind, whilst discriminating is seeing things as they are from the level of the intellect or the atma. And, you know, it's great that you say that because I often feel that when I'm interacting with people, I see almost two realities mm-hmm. you know one is mm-hmm. the version of that person that i'm seeing through the eyes of my past relationship with them mm-hmm. and yeah. like my memories with them um any sort of issues we've had in the past and one version of them is the version that is closer to what's actually happening before <laughs> my eyes you know right right um, right right so i want to break yeah. this down um this distinction that you've given us down with a few real life examples say mm-hmm. you have a friend who drinks excessively and you feel that you don't want to associate yourself with that person how would um mm-hmm. judging versus discrimination and seeing things as it is look and sound like in this situation. Yeah, yeah, it's so interesting. I like I love how you sum that up about how there are two different versions of a person <laughs> to you. Uh, but yeah, look, thinking about this example, I think what what's happened here is is you've identified a habit in a yeah. person. Yeah. that you feel is important to stay away from. Right. And so likely when this friend is drinking excessively it makes you feel something right you're having this emotional reaction maybe it's disgust <laughs> maybe <laughs> it makes you annoyed or angry at their behavior or, or even simply you're just concerned about shielding yourself to this particular habit at this point in your life right mm-hmm. and it's totally normal to have mm-hmm. these reactions we are not yeah. yet fully enlightened souls unless you have a secret you haven't told me near <laughs> <laughs> no secrets but, uh, <laughs> but yeah so i think it's so normal for us to have these emotional reactions but i think then what we can do is to raise our level a little bit and make this distinction mm-hmm. between the person and the habits we don't have to mm-hmm. define this person by that particular habit right? right so to see things as they are is then to say Yes, this person drinks excessively and it makes me angry and this isn't good for my spiritual journey. So for now, I'm going to keep a bit of a distance. Mm. Beautiful life. So seeing things as they are sounds like observing it without the extra drama or the story we kind of tell <laughs> ourselves, right? To put it <laughs> absolutely. <a> little, yeah. <laughs> um and separating the behavior from that person is one way to do it. And you know yeah. as you were speaking I remembered the story that one of my Balvikas teachers told me um mm-hmm. I I can't remember the details exactly so I'm just going to tell you what I remember there was this sure. it was something about how this the Zen teacher took three of his disciples to a uh for a morning walk and they passed a forest and the the Zen mm-hmm. teacher pointed at a red flower okay 
and then mm-hmm. asked the three disciples one by one what can they see and the mm-hmm. first um disciple said said oh i gave this flower to a girl i was in love with many many years ago <laughs> or something like that okay i might be exaggerating because i can't remember right. exactly and then the second disciple said um something like oh this flower is so beautiful i hope we can offer it to the buddha shrine um later like we should take it we should pluck it Right. And the third disciple said, "Oh, this flower is a symbol of enlightenment." Okay? Uh and yeah. the teacher was so disappointed because all <laughs> <laughs> all he wanted them to say was that to observe was that the flower was moving in the wind. Um but oh. the, yeah, but the first disciple was so caught up with his past and his mm-hmm. his love in the past, he it the flower reminded him of that right and, and that's mm-hmm. what he saw and the second teeth the disciple was so taken up by the beauty of the flower it was trying to recreate like this future pleasure by oh we need to pick it and move towards the future kind of an attitude right and the third right. one was just like a super conceptual beings so like oh i know all the textbook answers <laughs> and it's like you know <laughs> um, and yeah so it's this is i felt like when you were explaining the how we should see people as they are in 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 helping us navigate this issue kind of you know it it highlighted some yeah. of the errors that these disciples were making and maybe some of the mistakes we make as well right that we travel yeah. between past and future um mm-hmm. what do you, would you agree aish yeah no i complete i think that's such a nice story and good of you to remember it so well i'm sure your teacher will I'm be super mi- proud <laughs> i missed certain bits and exaggerated but yeah. No, no, it's it's very interesting. Yeah, I completely agree with you there. I, and I think you summed it up very well when you said to see things as they are is to leave the drama behind. Mm, and right. and these three disciples all had some kind of conditioning, mm, right? Some kind yeah. of emotional like linkage that they put on this poor flower. <laughs> that, that all it was doing was moving in the wind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So let's dive deeper into this. Um let's say we've made a conscious choice to stay away from someone who drinks excessively without labeling them or anything like that. Um but in staying away from them, how do we practice other core teachings of Swami like, you know, acceptance, tolerance, forgiveness and also giving them that space to to grow and improve, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, very interesting. I I would say yet another conundrum Sorry, <laughs> thrown out way. Right? <laughs> um so yeah, let's let's come back then to looking at the context again, right? And I sometimes think, you know, Swami, he's he's like a parent, right? He tells you to stay away from bad company because he wants to give you the chance to develop your own strength and your own moral character. Mm. um and not necessarily be influenced by not you know what that that doesn't serve you well at that time and you know when you're growing up your parents will do the same right they have a natural tendency to want to protect you from what they perceive to be negative influences mm. and sometimes society you know can get a little overzealous and how they scare you away from certain yeah, things yeah. right <clears throat> and i remember that when i went off to college in london i had all these like preconceived notions about how people who behave in this and this way must be 
you know, bad or if they did this and this and this, they were good. But I was just really awakened, you know, exposed to such a variety of different people right. who were so, so interesting, really interesting combinations of both good and bad habits mm. and actions. And for me, I think it was just a good experience to understand that people are complex and everyone has their own spiritual journey. And if we're placed together for a time, it's because we need to be. Mm. And um, and actually, I'm reminded of a nice analogy that Swami gives here, right? He talks right. about a plant um, and how when the plant is young and it's tender and it's starting to grow, it, it has to be protected. Because when, when the tree is young and growing, all these various animals might eat it and might even kill it. Mm. And so for this reason, a fence is placed around the young tree to protect it. Right. But when the tree is grown, it doesn't need any protection anymore. Mm. The same animals who might have destroyed it now seek and find shade and shelter beneath its branches. Beautiful. And so, yeah, so I think that, you know, we can tie that back a bit to how our maturity and our spiritual development, say you're now the big tree and have the capacity to give shade mm. to help someone else in their journey, then by all means do it, right? And at mm. this point, this person that might have been bad company when you were a young tree <laughs> mm. is not bad company anymore because it doesn't affect you in the same way. And and I think this is an important distinction to make. Like what's bad company for you today may not be tomorrow or to someone else because we're yeah. all in different places in our spiritual journey. Um, and personally, like my own rule for myself, you know, you were asking like, how do mm. we really practice this? I really believe and this is for me one of Swami's like most important teachings mm. and if I had to sum up everything Swami says in one this is what I would say is to build a very strong connection to yourself your, mm. your inner consciousness yeah. and feel for yourself what is appropriate for you right now and what is not appropriate for you right now and as you grow your capacity will also change and knowing that for yourself is so helpful that's that's really nice, Aish. And I particularly like how you said, "What's what was bad for you in the past or a year ago may not be have the same effect a year later or moments later, mm -hmm. right?" And it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So from what I understand, you're kind of telling us that it's actually where we are at, right? Because so the mm -hmm, circumstances mm -hmm. could be circumstances are actually neutral. The company is neutral. It's bad mm -hmm. if we are susceptible to it right mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. uh, yeah. i mean apart from like violence and other things which are obviously yeah they're objectively bad right, right, most right, other things right. largely depend on how susceptible we are to it as an influence right so that's yeah. that's very helpful I, you know for example i've had experiences where someone makes um uh, body shame somebody else or body shames me and I get so triggered um, oh, and label this person as mean okay just blanket me yeah. not talking to this person <laughs> me and then I reflect <laughs> on why I was so angry and decide and I start thinking about was it me was it really them mm -hmm. or was it was I angry at myself for not being able to respond to the challenge that this person created mm -hmm. right and and then when I think about it more and more, I realize that if we get, if I had got, if I continue to get caught up in, oh, this person is good or bad and the labels are mean, I lose the mm -hmm. ability to understand 
the teaching moment for myself like you know mm-hmm. maybe i had my own insecurities with body image and that's why mm-hmm. i labeled that person as mean right yeah so as you nicely said um taking ownership of our contribution to mm-hmm. the situation is one way to ensure that we don't judge when we are discriminating uh, and assessing our company right another thing i find very helpful is holding fluid and temporary assessments of people so mm-hmm. that we're not blind to new information and hold outdated views about them but we understand them in real time right and a technique that i find particularly useful is by asking yourself four simple words is it really true mm-hmm. um so for example in that instance when someone made a body shaming comment and i was triggered and labeled that person as mean what i could have done was just ask myself is it really true that this person is mean right and naturally when you ask yourself that you will begin listing all the times that this person all your experiences with this person and realize that that label is not a logical conclusion but an emotional reaction because there've been times where you've had where that person has not been mean to you right mm-hmm. so it helps keeps your views of people short term mm-hmm. and helps you also separate the behavior from the person um and also helps to ensure that you can tell if you if it's an emotional reaction or a very objective um understanding of a person right but what are some other practical tips for managing these issues we've been discussing um that you can share ish no i think that's you know and we can clearly relate right i mean if i think about some of the stuff i've done in the past yeah. i would hope that people wouldn't hold it against <laughs> me now <laughs> so I, i i think it's important that we we keep our assessment temporal right we yeah. we understand that we might we might change but other people might change too and we kind of give people that opportunity yeah um, I mean if I look at my Facebook history I just cringe every single time that Facebook reminds me <laughs> what I was like a year ago or two years ago so Oh my yeah. gosh yeah I know what you mean <laughs> Sometimes I read messages I'm like did I write that Yeah imposter imposter Yeah none of yeah. us want to be judged long term so let's think about maybe think twice about before we do that to others as yeah. well Um but yeah I think very practically I mean if I were to break this down I I think there are types of situations like you uh, um, um alluded to earlier as well where someone has bad habits or is indulging in bad behavior mm. and there there is still some good in them right so this is something I tend to find easier um when it comes to labeling <clears throat> like like you you were saying so nicely you summed up we avoid that labeling by focusing the assessment on how we feel mm. right And you know, I don't think if somebody has behaved in a mean way to you, it's not at all um inappropriate to react in that mm, moment yeah. and even make known that that mm. behavior is not okay, that you don't condone or accept that. I think that is perfectly fine, but we can always do that in a kind way, right? Right. Um and so by focusing the assessment on how we feel where we dive into intuition, intuition, you know, it it's just it just gives us an opportunity to think is it time for me to stay away mm. and then if it is then then you do mm. but <clears throat> you might be in some scenarios where you can't you you want to stay away but you can't right mm. which um could be like it's a colleague that you see all the time or a family member and here what 
One thing that I found helpful practically is to find some empathy, right? right. Um, and sometimes just reminding myself that you know what I've had a very privileged upbringing with great role models around me, and being exposed to like good values, but you know not everybody has. And maybe this person just needs more information or exposure to the right tools. And, you know, sometimes I very <laughs> sneakily sneakily suggest a good movie or a book that might give them <laughs> opportunities to learn. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge. nudge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you know, sometimes it's it's very well-meaning. People suddenly, I'm thinking even of my my own. Like um, my grandma, right? She's yeah. a much uh, from a totally different generation and right. doesn't necessarily have the same information that you or I do about yeah. very specific topics. And you know, she's very open-minded. We'll show her a movie about this, and she'll be like, "Oh my gosh, I had no idea!" Right? <laughs> and and very very willing to change her right. own opinion or position on something. Right. And so I think that. That can be a very helpful tool,、mm. um, and in the same way, it can it can work both ways, right? I can also learn and improve with、yeah. the help of some of these people because I too have some bad habits, believe it or not, and, <laughs> and,、um, and I also have good in me, right? So I think、yeah. that's that's where the empathy kind of kind of comes in.、Um, but then we also might be in situations where a person, you know, exhibits bad behavior or habits, but then they're so entrenched in so much of it.、Mm. That their character is actually quite bad too,、mm. and this I find much harder to navigate because、mm. it's so much easier to love people when there is some good in them, right? Yeah. And so here, what I tend to do is actually step away from trying to navigate it at a conscious level,、mm. and I I think about I lean on my subconscious, and this is something I've been doing for quite a while actually. When I'm having difficulties with people. Um, I do like the light meditation.、Um, I try to do it daily, but I'm not always <laughs> very good yeah, about it. Daily, and at the, yeah, <laughs> at the at the end of the light meditation, there's a bit where you send good energy、uh, mm. around the world. Right. But then I I at the, that that moment I take the opportunity to focus and on visualizing these specific people that I'm having difficulties with, and I、right. and I send good energy that way. Right. Right. And, and surprisingly, I've had some pretty good success with that. Like,、Amazing. I don't know if it's just making me calmer, or、mm. they're feeling the vibes somehow. But something tends to change in the dynamic. And in some instances, I've been really surprised that the bad behavior has stopped. Right? right. So it's it's really nice to to feel like something I'm doing, you know, maybe at the subconscious level, is helping me. Wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then you know there there are sometimes situations where even that can be difficult and and I、um, can share a quick example here. I went through、um, a very uncomfortable and stress, stressful situation where a person that I trusted misused my trust basically and did some very bad things and it affected lots of people and I was so shocked by this whole situation.、I、was so taken aback and it took me months、mm-hmm. to process my emotion. And there was、right. just like a lot of hurt, disappointment, anger, and I couldn't even initially think about this person without、oh, being terrible and、right. just like judging them as evil. Yeah,、know? yeah. And、uh, and yeah, and then I thought, okay, I clearly can't handle this at a conscious level. Let me try it subconscious, right?、Um, but when I was doing this kind of meditation. When it's still very raw, like、mm. in the early days, like visualizing somebody that causes you so much harm is actually 
kind of like torturing yourself, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, then I had to stop doing that initially as well, but I waited, right? Until I was, I had dealt with my emotions at a, in a practical way for myself. Right. And then when I felt karma, I could rely on my subconscious to help me start to accept, um, you know, less judgment towards this person. Right. Um, and then, you know, later on when everything had, you know, I had reconciled the whole event with myself, this this instant actually sparked me to make a very big change in my life. Mm. And after a while, I was so happy that I did this, like mm. that I made this change. And and I just started, when I started to think about, wow, okay, this, this you know, terrible thing triggered so much good in my life. Mm. And I, I started to call this person my uh, my mantra, you know, the character from the Ramayana, <laughs> where like somebody needs to play this kind of evil part, yeah, and, yeah, and and you know, and it brought this big force of change in my life, and and it just kind of reminded me to to take a step back, right, from from the day to day of what we're living, from the day to day reactions to things we have, um, and just. Reminding myself, like you know, what at the end of the day, we're all just like little pawns in this mm. game of life, and yeah. we're all here to play some kind of part. Um, and so that also is actually a very helpful, you know, practical tool to just like stop for a moment and think. I feel terrible now, but you know what? In the large scheme of things, mm. this will be a blip in yeah. you know some some day in the future. <laughs> Absolutely, um, yeah. Yeah, so maybe maybe if I sum up like some of these practical tips, right? I'd say, you know, at the level of, you know, your mind, your conscious level, you know, you summed it up earlier as well. Focus your assessment on how you feel mm. around someone and less on assessing their character and mm. try to find empathy if, if that's possible. Mm. And if, you know, that's even more difficult, then let's move things a bit towards the intellect to, to our subconscious level and use a simple tool like meditation mm. to subconsciously send good energy to somebody mm. and perhaps love if that's if that's doable right mm. and then really then bringing things even higher level to like you know what the asthma is like just reminding ourselves like we are all just playing a part this is everybody has their own spiritual journey and we're mm. all just here to learn and grow Thank you so much, Aish, for your deeply insightful thoughts on judging our company. Dear listeners, it's now time for some Prasadam Bills. 1. We can assess our company without having to judge them. Judging is an emotional reaction. Discriminating is seeing things as they are. So let's check if we're truly being present in our assessment or if our past is replaying itself. 2 separating a person's behavior from their individuality and holding temporary opinions about people can help ensure we are still able to be kind and loving. Three, when we are not at a space where we can empathize with another's behavior, we can remind ourselves that even the most difficult people are just playing a part for our highest good and in gratitude for how they're helping our spiritual progress we can send love subconsciously through light meditation. Next on Inside Scoop, we're exploring Maya. We've heard so much about Maya and illusion, but who is she really and who are we? Until next Friday, 
Happy scooping! Happy scooping!